of convenience stores and beauty, an event that changed the way I think of events. I was on a quick trip a while back. You have QTs, right? Quick trips where you live? If not, just substitute it for your local gas station slash convenience store, your 7-Eleven, your Casey's, whatever. Actually, last fall, way out in western Nebraska, my partner and I came across one of these stores with a classic name, Gittin' Split. (laughs) How great is that, Gittin' Split? So I was in the convenience store, which is an interesting phrase, like convenience stores. Those are places close by that have everything we need, so we call it convenient. Or a place to go and buy conveniences. Hmm, probably a little of both. I'm in line. I'm getting ready to purchase some convenience. Maybe a bag of chips, a pack of batteries, a carton of milk. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. Everything kind of blends together inside these establishments, right? There's nothing memorable, interesting, or exciting, which I think is sort of the point. They want you in and out as quickly as possible. They want the transaction. Imagine some time-lapse footage of people filing in and out of one of these stores throughout the day. It's just get and split over and over and over. It's not a destination place. It's a transaction place. A fluorescent-bathed, nicotine and hot dog-smelling transaction place. I'm standing there with a bunch of impatient people, like so many Americans, as Kurt Vonnegut wrote, trying to construct a life that makes sense from things we find in convenience stores. And I'm enduring the experience, or lack of experience, as it were, you know, waiting to get my stuff and just to get out, when suddenly, things begin to shift. I saw something pass over the countenance of the clerk behind the register. It was just a brief change, like the sun coming out from behind the clouds for for a moment. But I followed her look. I saw both doors opening wide at the front of the store and about a half a dozen special needs kids entering the store. I say kids, though some of them were probably in their 20s or 30s. Crazy. The whole vibe just changed in the span of a few seconds. Suddenly, people slowed down to hold doors open. Workers, they tapped their cash registers with more energy. Customers standing in line, they relaxed their shoulders. More than anything, people just smiled, and you could feel the body language of the entire little convenience store begin to change. It's hard to articulate what took place, but this special group of people clearly were arriving at QT with a different set of expectations than the rest of us. Where our heads were generally down, eyes diverted from others, their heads were up and looking for people to connect with. Where we were bored with travel-sized packages of Advil, soda fountains, and, and pizza slices, they were interested. Where we were trying to get in and out as fast as we could, they were in the moment. It all happened so quickly, like we were in a stale, stuffy room, and someone opened the windows, and this ocean breeze of just something different swept across the place. And it just turned into something interesting and life-giving, rather than something boring and life sucking. I was completely caught up in the thing. I saw it, felt it, I heard it. I couldn't believe how special these kids were, how many obvious challenges they had, how much of their weakness was on display, and at the same time, how capable they were of influencing the rest of us, how much power they had. The contradiction was what overwhelmed me. 
I think I had to wipe a tear from my eye while I was buying whatever I was there to purchase. <laughs> like, here, let me wipe my face while I buy these bag of Doritos. <laughs> it messed me up for a little bit. Messed me up for quite a while longer because I'm still thinking about it. About the beauty of the whole thing. About the truth of the whole thing. The power of beauty. Philosopher Alfred North Whitehead speaks in terms of beauty being a harmonization of diversity, taking stuff that normally doesn't go together and figuring out ways they might interact. It's not necessarily unity, which is everyone doing the same thing. It's a harmony of diversity. And that's beauty for him. And he says the aim of the whole universe is beauty. If so, then my little QT experience is a microcosm of the cosmos. Yeah, the whole thing is working to harmonize hope and weakness and vulnerability and fluorescent lights and lottery tickets and Doritos and impatience and transactional spaces and grace and joy, all of it. It's beauty. I think beauty is truth more than truth is truth. We live in a world that wants to find truth, to embrace it, co-opt it, make some propositional statements about it, use it to build stuff. And yes, you can build things on truth, but real truth is kind of double-edged. You find after a while, you cannot use it. If you try to use it, things will get weird. They'll go sideways. Now, if you're really open to it, it will use you. Better yet, let me rephrase that because I'm not really into using the word use. So I think what beauty does is it asks permission And then it will suggest ways to harmonize all the discordant, sometimes even clashing, different diversity. There's this famous line in the Passion Story where Pilate, standing in front of a homeless, dark-skinned, itinerant teacher, scoffs and he asks, what is truth? Pilate's asking from a position of power, a position of propositional or transactional power. But he's asking one who doesn't seem to be interested in that kind of power. And the one he asks says very little. In fact, it sounds like at some points in the conversation, he says nothing at all. That must have been an awkward exchange. It would have been a perfect time for a group of disabled kids to walk in to instill a breeze of grace within the environment. Maybe that's what Jesus was waiting for. Something like that to happen. Maybe he was glancing over his shoulder, thinking as Pilate peppered him with questions about truth. Wow, this would be a perfect time for a group of people from the bottom rung of the social economic ladder to playfully walk in and illustrate what I'm trying to get at here. But that didn't happen, at least as far as we know. So the two men just stood there, one asking about truth, the other facing him, blocking him, so to speak, becoming an obstacle, standing in the way, reminding us that he once said he was the way and the truth. So he was quietly, defiantly standing in the way or maybe on the way of truth. The whole approach is just so different, so weak, so vulnerable, I might even say, so beautiful. A couple of thousand years later, Whitehead picks up the conversation and responds to Pilate by saying, don't worry about it, Pilate. It's not necessarily a good thing to know the truth. The minor truth may beget the major evil. And this major evil may take the form of the major error. I'm inclined to agree. One should probably be careful when approaching truth. 
Can one really know the truth in the way we normally think of knowing? I doubt it. One can't really understand truth. One can really only stand under the beauty of what's happening in life. Yeah, it's not an understand move. It's a stand under move. It's destabilizing. Though I imagine real stability always involves instability. Real equilibrium always involves disequilibrium. To close this post, to open the doors to something different. I think all of humanity is a kind of convenience store, preoccupied, busy, transactional, and in need of something different. I think Jesus followers might be people who've been invited to bring that something different, to bring beauty, display what it might be like to live under that kind of truth. I don't think being a Jesus follower is about praying a prayer so you don't go to hell when you die, though I'm all for prayer. And I'm all for decreasing the power of hell, provided I get the opportunity to provide some definitions of hell. But no, I don't think that's the point. It's not about stamping a ticket to some post-mortem destination. I think it's very much about a beauty that's going on right now in this life, in this moment, and in this moment, and in this moment. I think those kids in that convenience store, in that moment during that day, brought that kind of beauty. I want that to be a part of my life and yours. So may you and I stand under truth and may you and I find ourselves caught up in beauty.